It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. I am Spencer, and I am reading you the dictionary in just the most fun way possible. Well, that might not be true. It is a way. Maybe we can make it more fun someday. The first word in this episode is depth. D-E-P-T-H, depth. You got to get the sound in there. The pronunciation is exactly the same as the word, D-E-P-T-H. Noun from the 14th century, 1A1, a deep place in a body of water, as in fish living at great depths. Any size body of water, the deepest part, the fish living at the deepest part, the deepest part, are living in the great depths. Uh, yeah, I would think uh, sharks and whales and other large fishes and mammals probably live at great depths because they can. Um, maybe smaller bottles, bodies of water, bottles of water? Smaller bodies of water, you know, you're going to have smaller fish, but they're still at great depths. Maybe the coelacanth lived or lives at great depths. 1A2, a part that is far from the outside or surface, as in the depths of the woods. Maybe there is a cabin in the depths of the woods. The depths of the woods, so while it's hard to say, it might be a good name for a movie. Uh, all the way deep, right inside of the center of the woods. That's the deepest. They're far from the outside of the thing or the surface of the thing. 1A3. It is the number two definition for the word abyss, which, of course, is just a very large, deep thing. So it's the depth. 1B1. There are so many definitions. A profound or intense state as of thought or feeling, as in... The depths of misery. How appropriate. We were just talking about misery and sadness and those sorts of things in the previous episode. So uh, the, t- the depression is in the depths of feelings. Uh, yeah. Also, there's more to the definition. A reprehensibly low condition. As in, hadn't realized that standards had fallen to such depths. The standards are so low, we didn't even know that the standards were so low. They Nobody told us the standards had changed. And, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. My brain doesn't always uh, think, can't always get the things out that I want to say. And then they're just trapped behind a wall, I feel like. It's okay, we get enough. 1B2. Like, these letters and numbers are so spread out at this point, it takes a second to figure out where we're at. 1B2, the middle of a time. The middle of a time. And the example is winter. The middle of winter would be the depths. You're the depths of winter. I don't know if we would call the middle of summer the depths of summer. For some reason, depth... And winter feels, they, they just feel like they go more hand in hand. When you're in the middle of winter, it's just it's just deep and sorrowful and sad and there's less light and 
so, so that's what I think about that one. 1B3, the worst part, just the worst part of anything is the depths. Hmm. 2A, there's a lot of definitions for this word. 2A, the perpendicular measurement downward from a surface. So when you are measuring a, say, a rectangular box, there's the length, there is the width, and then there is the depth. And this specifically says that it's the measurement down from the surface. So if the thing is flat, the top part is probably the surface. And then you measure down to the bottom, to the floor, to the part that's sitting on the floor, and that is the depth. But I think it's all up to your your perception, your opinion, however you feel like you want to label things as length, width, and depth. To be the direct linear measurement from front to back. See, here it is again. You know, it's it could be front to back. It could be even side to side, even though that one's not in here, or top to bottom. Any one of those can be the depth. You, you choose what you like for the depth. Number three, the quality of being deep. So maybe if you have some very deep thoughts by Jack Handy, you have depth. Jack Handy had lots of depth. Four, the degree of intensity, as, a, as in depth of a color. What is the degree? How intense it is? Is that like the saturation of a color maybe if it's really... But I know I, I think of like a deep red as being... Hmm. I guess in my mind, I think of a deep red as being pretty saturated, but also darker on the darker side. So, but that's two qualities. And this one is just the degree of intensity. How intense is that color? Does it have deepness? Wait, there's an also section. The quality of being profound. This has nothing to do with color. Uh, the quality, the quality of being profound, as in insight or full as of knowledge. So insight, you can be profound in insight, or you can be full of knowledge. And the quality of those things, that is the, your depth, the depth of the depth of your knowledge. How deep are you in your knowledge? I'm not very deep in my knowledge, which is why I'm reading the book, this book, this dictionary, this book. I'm learning it for myself, and I'm listening to it later, which helps me remember it. And I'm going to listen to it when I'm older so I can remember everything about my life. And then knowledge, and then also insight. What is, what is your insight? Ooh, that, that'll be a fun word to talk about when we get there. Five, the quality or state of being complete or thorough, as in, a study will be made in depth. We are going to study the crap out of that thing. Such depth will be studied. Six, the last one, a large number of good players, as in, a team that lacks depth. They do not have a large number of good players. Maybe they have a large number of bad players. There's no depth there. Depthless is an adjective. There is two versions of a phrase, beyond one's depth or out of one's depth. And that means beyond the limits of one's capabilities, as in an actor who is out of his depth in serious drama. There have been a lot of comedy actors 
uh, later in their career doing doing some some more serious stuff. Uh, there's a, I'm sure you can think of a lot of people off the top of your head. So so it is not out of their depth to do serious drama. But yes, there are probably some comedic actors who just really they have a hard time with the drama. I know personally, I would have a hard time with it because I just would I just prefer to be silly and have fun. But you know, I think I think there's some fun in in drama too. Hey, that those were all the definitions finally for the word depth. Uh, it is just from the Middle English "dep," which means deep, deep in depth. Sound effect time! Hooey! Whoop! Next is depth charge. Two words, noun from 1917. So I'm going to assume that this is from World War One. An anti-submarine weapon that consists essentially of a drum filled with explosives which is dropped near a target and descends to a predetermined death depth where it explodes. And it is called also depth bomb. So this is used to get rid of submarines. They say, oh, the, the submarines, they're uh, often at this level, so we're going to make these, these bombs, these charges, that once they hit this certain depth, which sp- actually is more of a, a, a specific pressure, once it hits a pressure, then it's gonna. The drum is probably gonna break. I'm just guessing here. And then once the drum breaks, the explosives go, and uh, and then hopefully it's f- by your enemy's submarine, and then everybody dies. Oh yay! We killed a bunch of people. Uh, so yeah, depth charge, depth bomb. Are these the things that uh, that look? Oh no, this. I think those are different. They're they're things that have like a bunch of pokey things out from a sphere. But I think those are more. When you when it gets touched, then 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 that's when it uh, explodes. This one's more about a a depth pressure thing. Next word, boop boop. Depth of field. Three words from 1911. So this is in the early early stages of photography and filmography, video filming that stuff. This is the range of distances of the object in front of an image-forming device as a camera lens, measured along the axis of the device throughout which the image has acceptable sharpness. That was a fun, long, excessive way to say that, although it's, it's accurate. So, basically, you got a camera, you got a lens, you can draw an axis from the camera and the lens going straight out through the center of the lens to the subject that you are shooting. The What this is saying is that depending on some camera factors, which I'm not going to go into, but depending on various factors, there is a depth of field. There is a section. There's a front, which is closer to the camera, and there's a, a back of it, which is further away from the camera, and everything in between those two planes um, are in focus or essentially you know, might as well be in focus. You know, when you get closer to the edges, they might get a tiny bit softer, but, you know, it's basically everything in there. And I think there's there's a little... Yeah, anyway. So that's the depth of field. where You will often see DOF, which I think... Did we have that? No, we didn't have that. Uh, but I do remember kind of talking about this at one point. So, 
you know, in front of the depth of field, closer to the camera, things are going to be out of focus. And behind the depth of field, things will also be out of focus. And so you can you can play with that. You can have very, very shallow depth of field, you know, maybe an inch or less. And so it's a very small section that's in focus and then everything else is blurry. And you can that, you know, that's a fun look depending on if that's what you're going for. Or you can have a very, very wide depth of field, typically with a wide angle lens where you see a whole bunch of things and lots of things are in focus. There is a lens called a tilt shift lens, and I think it's specifically the tilt portion of it, could be the shift, I don't remember, um, that uh, your depth of field does not have to be flat uh, perpendicular to the camera. Uh, it can you can angle it in lots of lots of different ways, and you can get some really really weird cool effects with that. So you could have maybe a thing on the left side of the screen that's close to the camera that's in focus, and then you can have a thing in the same shot that's maybe further back, but on the right side also be in focus, and everything in between them is also in focus. So it's at an angle instead of being perpendicular perpendicular to the camera. Okay, now you know everything about depth of field. Not really. Whoop. The next word is depth perception. Two words, noun from circus, uh, 1911. Same, same year as depth of field, although this one is not about cameras, I don't think. The ability to judge the distance of objects and the spatial relationship of objects at different distances. So this is with your eyes. You have two eyes, which allows you to see in depth. Stereoscopic vision is what we got baby and uh, so because you have basically two lenses in your head for people who have two eyes that are working uh, you can see things at slightly different angles which means that you can see whether things are close to you or far away from you so if you close an eye you have no depth perception you can't tell whether something is far away or close um, I think I heard hamsters or something probably a lot of other small animals don't really have any depth perception probably because they don't need much of it because they, they're dealing with a, such a small scale. So if you hold them up from the floor up high, they're going to jump off your hand because they don't have any idea that the floor is far away. But we have a better a better time with that. Um, depth perception, anything else about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool. You know, 3D, uh, 3D movies and th- those, those magic eye things, they don't really deal with depth perception, but they deal with it in the sense of uh, stereoscopic vision. I love being able to see in three dimensions. Next. Depth psychology. Two words. Noun from 1924. The synonym is just psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis. But then also, psychology concerned especially with the unconscious mind. The mind that is in in the depths of your consciousness maybe you are not aware which is why it's unconscious what's going on in the deep deep well we what we often say brain you know because we think much of our consciousness is there but i don't we don't know if that's entirely true so we say the mind it's a more ethereal idea uh so yeah i think mostly now psychoanalysis gets used instead of saying depth psychology The next word is deputation. Deputation. Noun from the 14th century. One, the act of appointing a deputy. Two, 
a group of people appointed to represent others. So if you are deputizing, that's, that's a word we're about to get to. If you're deputizing a deputy, you're doing a deputation. And then just a bunch of group of people representing people, maybe in the legal world, they are a deputation. Because probably they have been, yeah, they've been appointed. They've, they are, well, let's, we'll learn about deputy very soon. But first, we have to talk about, boo, depute. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. The synonym is delegate. Uh, let's see, this is from Lower Latin, deputare, which means to assign. Also, is this also deputare? It means to consider as, to consider, and then parentheses as. And that says it's from de plus putare, which means to consider. So is putare and deputare both mean to consider? Latin, why you do this to me? Depute is to delegate things to, you're assigning things to other people to do. Boo! Next word is deputize. Verb from circa 1736. Uh, transitive is to appoint as deputy. I, I want you to be my deputy, so I'm going to deputize you in a deputation. Intransitive for deputize, to act as deputy. You are the, now the deputy, and you have been deputized. Deputization is a noun. The next word is deputy. What is a deputy, you may ask? Noun from the 15th century. 1A. A person appointed as a substitute with power to act. I think we mostly hear this when a police officer makes a deputy. Uh, well, there there are deputies in the police department, and so uh, they can they can help out. They're 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 cops, but they can jump in and help out. They have some level of power or can act with power when needed to. One B, a second in command. Okay, so the first one is the person appointed. So you can say I a cop a police officer can make a deputy and say, hey, I am uh, giving you permission to act with power in this situation because we need your help. Or there's one B, a second in command or assistant who usually takes charge when his or her superior is absent. And I feel like we just see this a lot in movies and TV shows. That's the only time I get to experience anything in, of, like that. And uh, so, yeah, there's a maybe it's a small town. There's a cop. And then there's a second in command, and they have to take charge at some point in the movie when the other person can't. Two, a member of the lower house of some legislative assemblies. So that is deputy, and we talked about all the other forms. Deputize, depute, deputation. Although, I don't know. Yeah, I guess depute still fits in that world. No more DEP words. Next, we have... Der, D-E-R, or deriv. I guess it would be dare or deriv. Abbreviation for derivation or derivative. And of course, those words will be coming up in the future. Next. Boop, 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 boop. Deracinate. Deracinate. 
This is a transitive verb from 1599. Number one, the synonym is uproot. Two, to remove or separate from a native environment or culture, especially to remove the racial or ethnic characteristics or influences from. Hmm? Hmm. That's a whole big topic. Deracination is a noun. That is the the act of doing this. That's the thing. When you deracinate. Now, I would want to say deracinate, but I guess maybe just because of how English works, you say deracinate. Um, okay, what does the etymology say? Because, you know, I think we can see some stuff in here. Um, from Middle French, desracinaire, from des or de plus racine, which means root, from the Latin radic or radix, and there's more at the word root, but what is interesting is, you know, racial, race, I guess those words, well, they're, they're kind of in this word, deracinate, but I guess those come from the Latin, from the word root, for root. So, hmm, that's just a really interesting thing to think about that we'll obviously have to talk more about when we get to the word race and racial and all that stuff. Um, so... Let's reread the number two definition again. Just to just to remind all of ourselves about this. This is to remove or separate from a native environment or culture. So removing the people who are from an area, removing them or separating them from that area. But especially, this is much more specific, to remove the racial or ethnic characteristics or influences from. So, oh, I don't know. Let's look at... Australia and all of the Aboriginal, the people who have been living there for thousands and thousands of years. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of removing their ethnic characteristics, influences, their culture, their race. There's been a lot of removing of that. So there was a deracination happening in that place and a lot of other places. Hope, 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 hope we're not seeing any more of this. Oh, sometimes... This is not really in this case, but I just wanted to do a segue. Whoop! Are we getting derailed? No. We just talk a lot about things. It's not derailed. We're just... That's our next word. Derail. Verb from 1850. First is transitive. One. To cause to run off the rails. Literally, a train. That's what that would be. Maybe somebody put a coin on the tracks. Don't do that because that can literally cause a train to go to be derailed and have an accident. Or maybe the train slammed into something and then it went off the rails. Let's not make trains go derailing. 2A, to obstruct the progress of. Synonym is frustrate, as in security problems derailed the tour. Uh-oh, can't go on the tour no more. It's We are very frustrated that we can't go on the tour the, the, the progress of our tour has ended because we got derailed for some reason. To be, to upset the stability or composure of, as in, divorce can seriously derail an employee. That is a quote from Joanne Gordon. Was Joanne Gordon talking about personal experience? Uh, if an employee 
is going through a divorce, then that can be a very hard thing to go through, and their their life is just derailed. There is one intransitive which says, to leave the rails. Just, hey, I'm, I'm just going to leave the rails now. The train rails, the other kinds of rails, nope, I'm, I'm leaving. Derailment is a noun. This is from French, derailleur. How do you say this word? Derailleur, derailleur. That means to throw off the track. That's pretty much it. Boop. The next word is derailleur. Derailleur. It is spelled D-E-R-A-I-L-L-E-U-R. So this is clearly French. Maybe they would probably say derailleur. I don't know. Noun from 1930. A mechanism for shifting gears on a bicycle that operates by moving the chain from one set of exposed gears to another. I had no idea that that had a very French name. I'm sure all you biker people did. And, uh, you know, the name makes sense because if you if you say one set of exposed gears is kind of like a rail, a thing is the, the, the chain is, uh, it's not attached, but it's, it's uh, there's grooves and things that, that fit around to the gear, so it's working on one gear, and then you can move it. You can derail it to another set of gears. Uh, so yeah, it's a derailer. Derailer. We have one more word for this episode. Woohoo! Finally. Whoop. Derange. <laughs> Derange. This is spelled D-E-R-A-N-G-E. It is a verb from 1769, and I think it is just transitive. This is a fun word. One to disturb the operation or functions of. I mean, you could also say derail for something like that, but no, this is derange. Number two, the synonym is disarrange. Disarrange, as in hatless with tie deranged. And that is a quote from G.W. Stonier. Hatless with tie deranged. That sounds like G.W. was explaining somebody who uh, maybe had a real rough day or maybe was pretty drunk. They lost their hat and their tie was just all sorts of messed up. Deranged. Number three, to make insane. To make insane, let's go derange to... Now, when I first read derange, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Like, ooh, I'm deranged. But I then sort of second-guessed myself, well, maybe that's spelled with a D-I? I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll find another word that's similar to this. But to make insane is derange. Derange in the membrane. Derangement is a noun. Uh, this is from Old French desranger, which is from des or de plus reng, R-E-N-G, which means line or row. And there's more at the word rank. So if a thing is taken out of its organizational method, out of its line, its row, then it has been deranged. It's not arranged. If you arrange things into lines and rows, you're making it all nice and neat. But this is undoing that process. Derange. All right. What, what were the words that we had today? We had depth, 
depth charge, depth of field, depth perception, depth psychology, deputation, depute, deputize, deputy, dare, deracinate, derail, derailer, and derange. Hmm. I mean, I like things to be organized, but I also kind of like the idea of derange, but I don't know if I'm going to pick that one. Uh, deracinate is obviously a very important word, but I don't like the idea of deracinating because it's removing the racial or ethnic characteristics or influences from. I think we need to keep we need to keep all of our stuff, you know, we need to we need the we need the uh the diversity. Um and I'm now debating between depth perception and depth of field. Uh, um, I think depth perception is very interesting and useful to us, especially to animals out in the wild who can do that. Uh, but I don't know. Depth of field, I think that that's just a really interesting one. From Because, you know, I, I, do in, I do photography and videography stuff, and so it's something I deal with and... Uh, you know, it can really change the the mood, the the feeling, the tone, the emotion of a of an image, depending on what the what the depth of field is like. So, depth of field, depth of field. What's in the depth of field? Is it close? Is it far? Is it small? Is it wide? If things are in focus in the depth of field, that was a song, kind of. Um, I think that is going to be the end of this. Oh, real quick, uh, what did we watch? We watched Nosferatu at a theater in Chicago a couple of days ago, and uh, there was a live band playing their own score live to the movie, which was really great and a lot of fun, and uh, seeing it with a crowd, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And it's kind of funny because it's 100 years old. I think that's part of the reason why it's funny, although there are some moments that are, I think, meant to be funny. Uh, yeah. Fun movie to watch, uh, especially in October with a crowd. So if you can do that next year, do that. Oh, I should say the band is the Invincible Czars, C Z A R S, and uh, I think you can uh, you can buy their thing on maybe a DVD or a digital download or something. Go support the artists. That is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. 